was told you were coming. So, who do you kill for fun around? If this girl gives him one minute of happiness, it is one minute too yeah, much. Baby. She's not angel anymore. I'm back. Jeez. I don't like vampires. I'll take a stand and say they're not good. You like again. Fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Uh, the ice cream bar is this way. Congratulations on opening your beer. Yes. For this show. Yes. Which is, it's got something to do with beer. I forget what specifically. Hi. Welcome to Beer with Buffy. Oh, it's Beer with Buffy. <laughs> it's Beer with Buffy time. Okay, I'll work on it. <laughs> Ben's the composer, not me. Damn right. Although you can definitely sing better than he can, I'm sure. So this is Beer with Buffy. This is Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. And I'm Josh. And welcome to episode 10 of season 2. What's my line? Part 2. Part 2. Part 2. And as you'll remember from last episode, Angel's trapped in a cage, about to be blasted by sunlight. He's going to get a very, very quick tan. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, We met Kendra, the vampire slayer, with a terrible Jamaican accent. Very terrible. (laughs) It is, in fact, supposed to be Jamaican, and we're not the first people to rip her a new one for being way too over the top with Uh, it. Buffy is being hunted by the Taraka, the Order of the Taraka. The Order of Taraka. And the last thing we saw with that was Cordy let one of them who's made of bugs into Buffy's house. What did Taraka order? Tacos, probably. It fucking better be tacos. It's either tacos or pancakes. What about waffles? I like waffles. Only if there's chicken. Yeah. Or bacon. And yeah, we the last moment in the, sh- in the episode was Kendra saying that she's the vampire slayer. Yeah. Which is the first moment in this episode. Hooray! What a crazy random happenstance. It's almost like it was a two-part episode or something. They didn't waste any time shutting the last episode down and picking right up where they left off. Maybe they actually think that their viewers are paying attention? <laughs> I mean, I was. Not when they aired it. No. God, no. <laughs> Neither of us watched it when it aired. Not on purpose, anyway. I never even watch. Like, I legitimately has have never seen this show on TV. If I did, I don't remember. So, Josh, how about a mom synopsis? Damn it! You found my one weakness: <laughs> making fun of my mother, Joshua. <laughs> I think your other weakness is like being stabbed. Shut up, Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Are you threatening to stab my child? I don't know about you, but I'm very allergic to stabbings. (laughs) I break out in a severe, acute case of death. You know what else Joshua's allergic to? Worms. 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 He hates putting them on the hook. He used to be a very big fisherman. (laughs) Shut up, Mom. I'm sorry that I have empathy for life in all forms. Even if it does give me the serious heebie-jeebies. And I would very much like to know what the hell is going on in Buffy right now. I thought there was only one Slayer. Yes, but apparently (laughs) Buffy died, you know, back at the end of season one. And that made another Slayer, you know, like within the last year. But apparently she's been prepping for this her whole life. So that makes lots of sense. What about the worms, Joshua? What's (laughs) happening with the worms and Angel? Oh, God, he's so pretty. Why is this happening to him? (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I'd like to know, too, because he doesn't have the demon in him anymore that he used to, and Drew does, so she shouldn't care, but she seems really bent out of shape. Eh, we'll get to that later. You're really bad at this, Joshua. I know. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> Finally, something we can agree on. I guess I'll just Google it. Oh, my God. I thought you'd never say that. It's like a dream come true. <laughs> God, I can't even explain it. Hold on. If your mom starts using Google, does that mean we should cut this out of our episode? <laughs> should we no longer have this segment if your mom starts using Google? No, that means hell has frozen over. <laughs> And, and we, we should, should just stop recording we and worry about the apocalypse. We should all just go back to being hunter-gatherers yeah. and living in <laughs> makeshift outdoor housing. Did I tell you once that I tried to explain to my mom how I fix computers and like tried to explain to her how to find the answer that she was looking for with Google? <laughs> that, was, that was a fun conversation. I can approximately imagine how that went, yes. And, you know, that's okay, kind of. It took me a minute to wrap my head around that you can literally just type in exactly what you're looking for. And there's a certain finesse that you need to get what you need from Google. It gives you a lot of answers. Most of them are wrong. So you need to know which which ones are not the right answer. So it's a lot like talking to you. No, most of my answers are right. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> episode 10, season 2. Is this from me? I must be ready. I need my strength, strength. Give, 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 give me more! Nights, I shall walk in Hold on. You've got something here. So yeah, we open on Kendra and Buffy. It's literally the exact next line after Kendra said that she's the vampire slayer. Yeah. Buffy says, say that again. And she says that she's the vampire slayer. Yeah. And you're not the slayer. I'm the slayer. No, you are not the slayer. I am the slayer. Honestly, that might be a better accent. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a good accent, but I think it's better. I mean, it tones down throughout the episode because they're still giving her very Americanized lines. And it's like, how do you say that with this, like, accent that's supposed to make it sound like she's been isolated in a small tribe her entire life yeah um, there's there's a couple of moments where she has like a short couple word lines yeah. and when she says it you can you can tell that she, there's absolutely no accent behind it whatsoever oh right yeah yeah but yeah it's it is an awful awful accent I actually, I was looking up to make sure that it was supposed to be a Jamaican accent. Yeah, I did as well. And I happened to come across a post on Reddit that people were talking about this accent. And one of the commenters was Jamaican. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> and he was going into pretty impressive detail of what makes a Jamaican accent a Jamaican accent and what Hollywood thinks a Jamaican accent is right. And just some of the differences and like his final, like call on this accent was not only is it a bad Jamaican accent for being a Jamaican accent, it's a bad Hollywood Jamaican accent. I thought that might be the distinction you were about to make and ouch. <laughs> um, also someone said, and I don't know how, how truthful this is, but someone said that apparently the accent was 
just something they decided on the last minute. Right. At record at filming. And yeah, it shows. Well, there's <laughs> this thing that bad actors do. I know because I did it. Because um, <laughs> you're an awful actor. You're terrible. Thanks. <laughs> Actually, truth be told, you're pretty damn good. I mean... Moderately talented. Well, if you can pull your head out of my ass for just a second. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Sometimes, if you're having difficulty getting into a character, it makes it easy to use a bullshit accent. And that could just be a, a hacky bullshit technique that she needed. Cause That's she, possible. Because wasn't, she wasn't setting herself apart enough Oh, and there's no real characterization for this character whatsoever. No, and Buffy even calls her out on it later with a, a quip about having no personality. But, I mean, the entire idea behind having no personality doesn't make any sense to me because no personality is a personality. Yeah. Just because it's boring doesn't make it not a personality. That's true. Anyway. Uh, cut from there to Angel being trapped. Oh, with, with the worst... Just Buffy has no cultural sensitivity whatsoever. Oh, Granted, they were just about to whoop each other's asses, but she's like, no kicko, no fido. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. So moving along. Yeah, yeah. They, they agree not to fight and go talk to Giles. Mm -hmm. And we see Angel's still in the cage. They needed to remind us of that. He's all sweaty and miserable in the corner of the cage. And then we're at the library. In the library. They call me Kendra. Oh, God. I have no last name. Someone's stuck in the 80s. Ha! <laughs> ha! Oh, man. And for them to say that in the 90s. Yikes. So to set up the scene, it's Giles, Kendra, and Buffy trying to figure out, like, what's going on? Why are there two Slayers? Yeah. And Giles actually has heard of Kendra's Watcher. So it turns out she is a legit. She's legitimate. Yep. And, of course, this is when Willow decides to walk in, and Kendra's about to kick her ass. Mm, she's about to fucking mop the floor with that girl's overalls. I love the, the uh, Buffy's like, back off there, Pink Ranger. <laughs> yeah, I called that. <laughs> I didn't call it. I noticed it. Yeah. It was funny. It was funny. It was very funny. God. All right. <laughs> just, just stop. Oh. Just, no, not... <laughs> No. We can't piss off Jamaica, too? Uh, what are we even doing on this podcast? So, I enjoyed Giles's line. I mean, there's nothing particularly special about it, but he's like, this is completely unprecedented. I'm quite flummoxed. <laughs> Just a very Giles line. Good word, too. Yeah. I'm a fan I, of flummoxed. That was what sold me. I wasn't going to write it down until he said flummoxed. But yeah, basically, Buffy's unorthodox and... Out there. Kendra's outraged that Buffy's dating a vampire. Yep. Um, okay, that's kind of fair. It is a funny little bit there because uh, Kendra's like, you were kissing a vampire. And Will's like, nah. Buffy never kisses vampires. Oh, wait, when it, unless she does. Except for sometimes you do, but only with Angel, right? And then they're like, oh, Angel's a good vampire. And even, you know, Giles is actually like... <laughs> Giles is like, no, 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 he's good now. It's 
It's okay. I don't see why they couldn't just really quickly explain, and it's a fucking gypsy curse that gave him his soul back. They couldn't just say that. They're like, no, just take my word for it. Buffy even says gypsy curse, and Kendra's like, what? And then she doesn't continue to explain it again. Yeah, I fucking hate that. Like, don't fucking say gypsy curse and then be like, never mind, just take my word for it. Yeah, you know, I don't just take anybody's word for a fucking gypsy curse, even when we're balls deep in the occult. Okay? No. Okay? Dig this. Dig this. Sorry, you guys are Fire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. And water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. With what? A desk. So, from there, we cut back to Willie's bar, and Willie, Willie saves Angel from the cage. Very unceremoniously drops him down a trap door and into the sewer, like, head first. Right? And for <laughs> a second, I was like, eh, whatever. He's probably a lot of dead weight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, better to be in the sewer and not being fried in the fucking sunlight. But no, Willie's actually selling him to Spike. Right. Which, still, live to fight another day. Maybe only another day or two, but still. I I have some questions here. Did, so did Willie seek Spike out to be like, hey, I can sell you Angel. I have him trapped in a cage in my bar. Well, from the little we know about Willie... You know, just from the last two episodes, that's entirely possible. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he was already in Spike's back pocket. Yeah. And I, I'm really curious to know what Spike's plan would have been to get Angel without this really lucky draw that he got with Willie. Yeah. Like, he needed Angel. It just so happened that he got him through Willie because Kendra decided to lock him in a fucking cage. Yeah. How convenient. Wait, remind me real quick. Why was uh, Angel there to question Willie in the first place? He was looking to see who hired the or the Order of Taraka. Oh, which, of course it was Spike. He just happened to... Like, how does Willie even know that it was Spike? What did Willie even have to do with that? No, so these two episodes established that Willie is like an informant. He has, He's... Yeah. The bar caters to the wrong side of mortality? I guess you could call it. Sure. And he deals in business. I think or he in just secrets. He just follows the money. Yeah. Really. And you know, he just happened to get involved with a supernatural crowd this time around. Anyway, so oh, oh, hold on. I got a I got a quote here from Spike. Sure. Cuz uh Willie after getting his money from Spike is like, "What are you going to do with him?" And Spike responds with, well, "I'm thinking maybe dinner and a movie." I don't want to rush into anything. I've been hurt, you know. I've been hurt, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's a very tortured soul. You can see it in his eyes. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Buffy's house. You know, this scene especially just... Boy, did they fuck up some timeline stuff in this, these two episodes. Yeah, it, it was a bit jarring, really, going back to this scene at Buffy's house and saying, Oh, that hasn't progressed at all? <laughs> yeah, really. Because Cordy's downstairs with the salesman who's made of worms. Yeah. And... I mean, it's possible they jumped back on the timeline a little bit to show us what was happening at the same time, but they didn't establish that right. at all. And honestly, the this salesperson... Okay, so his little bit when she opened the door, that yeah. whole sales pitch thing, uh -huh. is was pretty fucking good, actually. Pretty like, convincing. 
But apparently, his practice ends the moment you walk in the fucking door. He only needs <laughs> to be good enough to get in the door, and from there, it really doesn't matter. I guess. Honestly, I can't figure out why he needed to be good enough to talk his way in in the first place when he can essentially fucking teleport upstairs, but yeah. then he can't get under a door suddenly. Yeah, I have remarks about that a little later. Aren't there vents or something? <laughs> I was going to say that. Basement windows. But first, you know, Cordy's like asking him questions about his product. He's just staring there, standing there staring at her. And she's like, maybe you should sell dictionaries. <laughs> of course, this is when uh, Xander walks in. Xander walks in. They realize he's made of worms. worms or kind of like, I don't know. They, they weren't worms because they, they looked like they had feet. Oh, like millipedes or insects or something. No, I guess. they're still kind of worm. I, I think they were grubs. Oh, okay. Which is actually it is very similar to a type of worm that uh, me and my dad used to buy at a bait shop when we'd go fishing. So oh. I can very vividly imagine the feeling of stabbing a hook into these. Slimy yet satisfying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they they run it through the house trying to get away from him. He can teleport around somehow. The grubs are super fast. Yeah, which makes little, no fucking sense. A little too fast. And they run into the basement, and they're like, "Oh, we gotta find something to to cover the door." And Cordy finds some fucking duct tape and hands it to Xander and says, "Here, I don't do work." So he starts duct taping the crack of the door. I didn't catch that line. Here, I don't do work. She just That's amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Life or death situation, Cordy. You can't just do a little bit. <laughs> No, that's perfect. There were actually a lot of moments that made me laugh out loud this episode. I noticed. Um, Surprisingly. Uh, that's funny. Her and Oz don't end up hooking up later, do they? Because he's all no. about the not working at all kind of life, too. And I can't blame them. That's no. why I'm doing a podcast. I don't ever want to have to work again. I don't consider this work. And so they're trapped in Buffy's magical basement, which only the only airflow in the entire basement is through the crack of the basement door. Yes, clearly, obviously. Either that or this guy is like old old magic stuff and he just doesn't understand that um hvac is a thing apparently at all i guess pays no attention whatsoever i mean he still thinks he has to talk his way through the door yeah i for fuck's sake go down a chimney <laughs> like <laughs> yeah bugs get into your house all the fucking time Yes, they do. And there's no way that, that Buffy's house is so new that it, it doesn't have, like, cracks in the foundation and shit. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Props for boldness, though. You know, he yeah. just wants to make sure he gets his whole self in all at once. And he's talking to whom he wants to murder. It, it's just, maybe it's just more effective. You know what? Maybe he gets bored. I think he just likes doing the pitch. Yeah, he just needs the human interaction. I think he practiced it enough in front of the mirror, and he just wants it to pay off. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. <laughs> this episode goes out, goes out to you, bug guy, for dreams that never really panned out. <laughs> I know how you feel, buddy. <laughs> like ours! Yeah! Yay! Tink. <laughs> 
I do sound effects. Uh, not that good of sound effects. They're amazing, goddammit. No, they're not. Your fully sucks. It's more like onomatopoeia, anyway. <laughs> right. You, you mean besides me? No. I didn't ask. You, you, mean, you, you mean besides me? Do you believe? Do you believe? Do you, do, you, do you believe? I didn't ask. We have to achieve our dreams, otherwise we wither and die. We're going to the other cool place in Sunnydale. So, at the end of the scene in the library, Kendra admitted that she had locked uh, Angel in a cage at Willie's. So, at the, oh, end of yeah. that, at the end of that scene, before we cut to Xander and Cordy, they decided they were going to go to Willie's. So, we cut to Willie's, mm-hmm. where they go to find Angel. And Willie's like, no, I threw him in the sewer. <laughs> and they believe him. Um, this is the bit where Willie's like, hey, you two should model. Oh, yeah. Um, Their reaction was pretty much identical to mine, actually. I was <laughs> like, was this shit funny in the 90s? I, you know, I wrote down, oh, look, it's who Xander would have become if Buffy never showed up in Sunnydale. Right. <laughs> Man, there's multiple parts in this episode. Sure, they're taking it easy on the nice guy Xander. The one time where nice guy Xander almost really popped up... They kind of quashed it pretty quick. They did. And that was nice. However, they've Mm -hmm. spread it out amongst other male characters. (laughs) And there's just no shortage of chauvinist male bile in this episode. And that's that's the start of it, just right there. Yeah. It's Willie. (laughs) Like, for him... It's art, but it's just nude. For him, it's fine. It works. He's a sleazebag, underbelly-esque character. Yeah, absolutely. Fine. Yeah. But w- the other places that it goes, just no. Just no. Well, and then you know, we'll, we'll get to it. There's other yeah. spots where it yeah. pops up. So so then we're back to the school. Back to the lair after Willie's. Oh, did I Um. Did so I Dr- It's where Drew's like, I was dreaming. Oh, yeah. We were in Paris. You had a branding iron. There were worms in my baguette. <laughs> and that I love how she says that just as Spike is walking away, which it's it's foreshadowing for the audience. Like it was almost an aside because Spike does not have this information that we do about the, the worm guy. But then again, he's the one that hired the Order of Taraka, so it's not really that important. It's really just more of a treat. That the writers threw us. They're like, haha, you know about the worm guy. Yeah. I didn't write anything down because it's a pretty inconsequential scene. Yeah. All, all we get out of this scene is Spike gives Angel to Drew to torture while they wait. It's a, yeah, it's a setup. It's like, okay, so we, now we know that they need Angel because he's her sire and they need it for this ritual to make Drew better. And Drew asks she she basically says, give me Angel, and it's, it's a fun little, what is she going to do with him kind of moment. <laughs> oh, boy, do we find out. And then we're You've back. You've been a very bad daddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> that line made me think of that thing I've been seeing going around on Facebook, where it's a, a woman at confessional. <laughs> yeah. And she says... <laughs> Sorry, Daddy, I've been a bad girl. Yes. And the priest is like, excuse me, it's it, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. <laughs> yes, that's an excellent one. I shared that myself. 
I've seen it many times over the last few years, and it cracks me up every time. <laughs> it's very nice. So then we're back to the school. School. Giles and Kendra are really hitting it off. We get to learn that there's this Slayer handbook that Buffy never got. Yeah. Um, I hypothesize, by the way, that it the handbook is the book that we see in the opening credits in the first episode that he had slammed out on the counter that said Vampire. Vampire. <laughs> yes. That's, I bet you that's the Slayer handbook. I bet you're right. And Buffy. you know what? That book is fucking huge. Fuck that. Right? <laughs> no one wants a handbook that long. But, Buffy, aren't you excited to learn all about the ways of the Vampire? <laughs> uh, like, no. Uh. Anyway. But yeah, Buffy's super, super jealous of the meshing of Kendra and Giles and how, how good they're hitting it off. I think she's a little bit jealous of how well-informed Kendra is. Yeah. I'm a little put off by it, honestly. Just like, I feel like these are things that, like, Buffy really should be studying a bit more about these things, probably. But Giles has very much made it just a, no, you're just here to whoop some ass occasionally. Kind of, yeah. You're basically just a security guard that whoops ass. We see it in a few more scenes later in this episode, but honestly, I think Buffy's just hands down a better fucking slayer than Kendra for the a lot of the reasons that Buffy outlined to Kendra in a later scene. Oh, yeah. Well, it's because she's she's very much, you know, her own entity instead of just being a soldier that answers to an admiral. Exactly. Yeah. It's proven in this that that can hamper things. Yeah, absolutely. She needs that improvisational edge to really be effective on the larger scale. Definitely. I completely agree. I thought it was funny... Back to the handbook just for a second. Buffy's like, how come I don't have a handbook? Oh, right. And Willow says, is there a t-shirt too? Because that would be cool. I even wrote that down because it's fucking hilarious. Well, you stole my fucking Spike quote, so eat it. You were going to move on. Eat it. You were going to move on. You know what? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. I thought it was noteworthy that Buffy uses this moment to fantasize about maybe having a normal life someday, and maybe Kendra can just take over for her, and uh, Willow really is an amazing friend for putting up with all this insecurity from Buffy, because yeah. she's all super jealous over uh, Kendra vibing as, you know, her own words, vibing with Giles, and it's like, oh my fucking god. And honestly, Willow handles it really well just in that... Because she tells Buffy, you know, don't worry about it. You and Giles have some, like, you've been working together for a while now. Like, yeah, absolutely. You, th- that's a bond you can't just break that easy. It's it's not that simple. Yeah. It's just a, a model of good friendship here. Yeah. So I'm ready to move on to the basement now. Yep. Alrighty. Cue the trope of we're going to fight till we make out. Yes. And damn, did I see it coming. Oh, you know, fuck, yeah. It's not the first time that I felt like it was going to happen, but this is the first time they did it. In last episode, there was a moment where they kind of foreshadowed it. So is it me? Yeah, no, you're you're right. They did. Uh, but is it me or do Xander's shirts make his head look disproportionately small? His shirts are fucking way too big for him. Yeah, they make his shoulders look like he's wearing one of those fucking general's jackets. <laughs> yes. It's weird. Uh, you really notice it when they go and they, they get back to the library mm-hmm. is when I noticed it. Yeah. Because he looks like it's... Like, he's not built that way. No. It's his, those fucking shirts. He's actually a fairly thinner guy. It's those 90s baggy bullshit things. Anyway, 
Yeah, so argue, argue, argue. They both got in a couple of good singers. Then they're making nothing, out. Nothing particularly noteworthy. Nothing no. that I was like, oh, damn, I had to write that down. I don't know, something yeah. about, oh, all you needed, all it took was the prospect of a free makeover to have you licking his hand like a dog. That was the closest we got to something memorable. Yeah. It was just, it was the back and forth that was enjoyable. Nothing particular that they said. But they, it is a noteworthy in that they're both exceptionally witty fucking characters. Yeah. And this works. It does. Um, so they decide they're going to try and leave. They pull the tape. The worm dude is gone. And frankly, the most half baked bullshit plan that never should have worked but somehow did yeah <laughs> let's just run for it so as they leave then again i guess that's smarter than just hanging out and waiting for him to find a way yeah. into the basement yeah which he gave but up he, on no and i guess he's like oh i'm just gonna stick to the ceiling and wait for them to get by yeah and they leave the basement she the worm thing drops on cordelia she's fine because right. she ran it almost and worked then, uh, Xander hoses are off, and did you notice him with the hose? Shooting straight for her crotch? Her crotch, and, like, he's, like, spraying her too long, yeah. and just kind of, like... It's like, dude... Drooling at her. Dude, the the worms are on her shoulders, but... Yeah. there's still worms on her when they run and get in, their, in her car. Yeah, to the point where there was still one in her hair at the library. <laughs> God damn. Anyway... God. Ugh. Back to the school. Oh, yeah, we get a fun little conversation oh, between God. Willow and Oz. So uh, uh, Willow's like, because they're talking about the, uh, you know, the thing that happened last episode with this, this tech yep. firm or whatever that's sought them out. She's like, well, why'd they select you then? Well, I sort of test well, which is cool. Except then it leads to jobs. And I don't think no matter how hard we tried, neither of us could hit the perfect zen cool inflection that he pulls off in this. Well, it's Seth Green. Yeah. I can... I can but she asked him... It's not in a British accent. How do you expect me to... <laughs> I, can't, I can't be... If I could be cool in an American accent, I'd be doing so much better than I am right now. You're not wrong. I know. You'd be Seth Green. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, because I don't look anything like Seth Green. No, but... he's adorable. Yeah. You could put him in your pocket. <laughs> Pocket Seth Green. <laughs> Seth Green, why have you not thought of this? This episode of Beer with Buffy is brought to you by Pocket Seth, Seth Green in your pocket. There it is. <laughs> pocket Seth Greens. He's just in there playing some pool. Yeah. But pull him out for some cool sayings. Not, not in a sexual way. No. It's, you know, nothing to do with that. <laughs> but anyway, Willow's <laughs> like, oh, don't you have any ambitions? And he says something about guitar chords. E flat, diminished ninth. Yeah, diminished ninth. <laughs> and then he's like, man, that diminished ninth, it's a man's chord. You could lose a finger. The look on Willow's face <laughs> at that was priceless. Yeah. I, I Obviously, I cannot make the face for you, 
because this is a podcast. Yeah, well, that's one thing about Allison Hannigan that we've talked about it before. Her ability to just act silently is impressive. Impeccable. So only moments later, Buffy's over at the table for law enforcement because we're still doing the. I'm like, oh, right. This fucking right. Job fair thing. This job fair thing is still happening. What's funny is right before this, when uh, Buffy and Willow were talking, I'm like, oh, look, they completely ditched the whole career thing. (laughs) I was wrong. Nope. (laughs) So it was. It was a rather jarring but welcome transition back into the actual plot of the fucking episode. So, by the way, this lady cop is the worst fucking assassin. (laughs) I wrote that down, too. Holy shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. And not to mention awkward. Like, yeah, the actress who was doing this could not do it well at all. That is not how you hold a gun. (laughs) Also, she just, like, took a couple steps forward And she's, like, craning her neck around like she's looking for Buffy. I'm like, move your feet. You fucking move around. First off, first off, so the setup is she's a cop. Buffy's there for the cop career day thing. And she's like, call out your name or answer when I call out your name. And she reads Buffy Summers off the list and Mm -hmm. then sets the clipboard down. Buffy goes here, and then standing, like, a foot from Buffy, pulls out her gun to shoot Buffy. Like, for fuck's sake, take a step back. You have a ranged weapon. Anybody vaguely skilled in hand-to-hand combat is not scared of a gun (laughs) close up. And you know that you're hunting the fucking Slayer. Yes. So there's no fucking excuse. Oh, the order of Taraka. Oh, they're going to kill you. No, they're going to bumble around like the fucking three stooges is what they're going to do. And there were three of them. And they're not very ordered. No. Yeah. They did. False advertisement. (laughs) They ordered funny tacos. (laughs) That's what they did. There's so many listeners that will not understand. That doesn't make any sense to anybody. There's a very local privately owned taco company here it's just a cheesy taco they call it a funny taco it's delicious yeah it's pretty good you should come to kalamazoo go to taco bob's and get yourself a funny taco uh they did not pay us to say this no we want free tacos (laughs) give us free tacos anyway yeah so buffy easily dodges this woman very easily she shoots oz Oz, like, dives and knocks Willow to the floor, gets shot in the shoulder. See, I didn't realize it was Oz. I just saw that a student got shot. And I was like, oh, damn. And it was Oz. And so they the way the special effects is done with him getting shot, it is directly in the shoulder, like the meat of the shoulder. Later, the Willow's... Talking to Buffy and so like the paramedic said it was just a graze. Oh yeah, it was just a scrape. I'm like, like no, oh bullshit. No, he got fucking shot. Yeah. Also, where the fuck are the police? Right? Like a fucking a gun was fired and it was an obvious impersonator of a cop. Yeah. Where Okay. Just never mind. I'm disappointed Where's that they Snyder? didn't have Snyder on the payroll for this episode. Is he fucking on vacation? I mean, they mentioned him. They're they, like, yeah. oh, Snyder was sniffing around for you. Best to make an appearance or something. Yeah. But yeah, they couldn't actually bring Snyder in. Whatever. 
Whatever. I think Snyder would be a better assassin than any of the Order of Taraka, frankly. Oh, God, yes. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assassinate you so hard. Oh, you just tried to come get me. <laughs> you minx of a little Ferengi. Nom, 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 nom. Who is a dirty old man? Oh, <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> get off my promenade. <laughs> no, I'm getting off on your promenade. All right. We're stopping you there. <laughs> I can't believe you didn't stop me earlier. I I, like, I kind of just wanted to see where you took it. It's like a solid minute of everyone's time that you just wasted, Rex. <laughs> I mean... I'm keeping that in. I mean, you know, <laughs> we do an hour-long podcast. <laughs> That's at least 60 minutes of everyone's time that we waste on a weekly basis. You're welcome. And yet every week, more and more people listen. I I think they're laughing at us. I'm quite flummoxed. Yeah, me too. But yeah, I think that's, they're laughing at us more than with us. That's my word of the day. It I is. don't even care. This episode of Buffy is brought to you by Flummox. The letter F. <laughs> the letter F. <laughs> There's a bit from season one. <laughs> so... Um, Kendra can't talk to boys. Yeah, Xander walks in, and he's he sees Kendra, and he's like, hello. And I'm like, you keep your hands off her, you dirty fuck. And then she's, like, weirdly submissive about it. I'm like, yeah, oh, that just got real awkward. Yeah. Ugh. But, but, thankfully, we don't actually see Nice Guy Xander this episode. Yeah. Like, there's I, a hint. I felt it coming. And then it stopped. He flirts with it. It was very nice. He flirts with it. Yeah. And it stops. It stopped. Even like even nice guy Xander noticed something's bad wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm just kind of over here now. So they tell him about the worm dude. That's three of the Order of Taraka that they know about now. Uh-huh. Um, oh, yeah. He, he makes his entrance being like, well, I just met the King Daddy of the Order of Taraka, speaking of, and you now, uh, hello, Kendra. Yeah. And then, uh, what's her name? Cordelia finds one of those worms in her hair. He smashes it in a book. I'm going to be honest. I really thought that that was going to play more into the plot of the episode. Yeah. Like, I thought maybe he was, <clears throat> that worm was going to be able to act as, like, a remote spy for him or something. That's what I was thinking. Even though it was smashed in the book. Or, you know, maybe up until it was smashed in the book. Long enough for him to get their location. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I thought the same. But it didn't. Missed opportunity. It's hard for me to say anything cool or, or witty or at all. I, I can usually make a few vowel sounds and... And I have to go away. I don't mean to interrupt your downward mobility. Yeah. You're the slayer. I just wanted to We're tell like you. the slayerettes. Oh, please. You know, the worms, whenever they're coming under the door in this episode, look pretty realistic. I couldn't help but wonder about the poor props person. <laughs> right? Dear God. The poor person who had to shove the worms under the door. <laughs> and also... How many actual worms died in I'm the making of this episode? I'm really curious of that, too. I think they used a lot of real worms for this. Yeah. It's so much easier to just go to a bait shop and buy real worms than it is Ugh. to make a bunch of fake rubber worms. I think you're right. And then you just 
point at some underpaid actors and you go, you fucking deal with it. <laughs> Do you want to be a famous star? <laughs> you have to deal with some worms in your hair today. Guess what? Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, God. Have I ever told you before no, that I am very happy I to not really, be an actor? I couldn't wait for you to tell me exactly that, though. Sometimes I like to not edit out the awkward long pauses. <laughs> anyway. Sometimes they work. That is correct. Uh, quick cut back to Drew torturing Angel. She's pouring fucking holy water on him, for fuck's sake. Yeah, well, they don't actually say that it's holy water. But it burns like acid. It does. However, would you know that if it wasn't for Supernatural? I would know that from knowing shit about vampires. Okay, super geek. Gotcha. Dude, I played Vampire the Masquerade and World of Darkness. I am a fucking nerd. Yeah, super geek. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that I actually do that, like, normally? No. Did you notice that David Boreanaz looks like the 90s version of the guy that plays Jeff Winger? He kind of does. Sorry, I've been getting into community a lot recently. I didn't see it when it was originally airing, but it's a relatively new enough show that that's forgivable. So Yeah. Hilarious show. One of my favorites. Cool, cool, cool. Moving on. <laughs> There are 43 fucking churches in Sunnydale. It seems a bit excessive, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you, Giles. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> and Willow's like, scary things just makes you want to pray. <laughs> I can't remember how many actual graveyards there are, though, but it it has it's said sometime... I thought it was said at some point in the series, but I guess maybe it was this scene that I was thinking about, where they, they're talking about how many churches there are. Hmm. Because they're trying to find a church that is abandoned, because that the ritual to revive Drew has to be done in a church. Yeah. You know, the dude who made this ritual, kind of brilliant, though, if you really think about it. The, the knife to do the ritual is a cross. That was such a cool cross. It was. Ermagerd. Let's get, uh, hold on. So I, I had a I had a question back in the lair where, where Drew's torturing Angel. Oh, okay. So uh, she seems to be very upset that Angel, like, gruesomely murdered her family back in the yeah. day. So the entirety of this show thus far seems to really, really glaze over the distinction between a vampire that is a corpse that is puppeted by this demon that has inhabited their body, yep. their dead body. And the soul that used to inhabit this dead body. So Angel has his original soul back. And Drew is the demon that inhabited her body after Angel Angelus tortured her and killed her family. Yep. Um, Extra layer to that. Because I was also thinking about this. So he made Drew into a vampire. Yeah. Spike was hanging out with Angel. He was, he's Spike's sire as well. Uh-huh. So they're kind of siblings. First off, extra but I mean, <laughs> that's nothing compared to some Anne Rice shit. Eh, true. Have you read the Vampire Lestat? I have not. The, I, the dude sires and then bangs his mother. Literally. I didn't know that. Like, that's the first thing that happens in the Vampire Lestat. Anyway. His biological moving human on mother. To, the, to the the kind of vampire stuff that can be aired on TV. What are you doing, Lestat? <laughs> Oh my god, that's terrible imagery. <laughs> that, 
that's my vagina. <laughs> that's my hoo-ha. That's where you came from, Lestat. All right, all right, all right. Yes, I know, mother. You you, you can't say shit like that in that voice. It's just fucking wrong. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Anyway, what I was saying is how much time passed. Who? Huh? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> How much time passed between the moment that Angel sired Drew before he got cursed with his soul? Mm-hmm. Like, there has to be time between those. Like, how long was Drew, like, following him around as a vampire for Spike and Drew to have met each other? Hmm. Like, and then she's still pissed that he tortured her family. Yeah, I just see that's where that's the main question I'm asking. I don't understand why she's pissed that he murdered her family because it's not the original Drew. It's vampire Drew. Exactly. It's confusing. So maybe they'll cover more on that later, especially after she gets better hard air quotes. So sorry, that was. was Yeah, there's 43 churches in Sunnydale. There are. Kendra's giving Buffy shit. She's like, did anyone tell you what secret identity means? <laughs> Buffy's like, nope, must be in the handbook right after the chapter about personality removal. Ah, ah, see what you did there. I love the bit with the crossbow. Oh, yeah. Because it kind of calls back to an earlier scene in the series with Giles and Buffy and... She kicks his ass and is like, okay, onto the crossbow. Onto the crossbow then, yes. <laughs> but I, all I wrote here was Kendra one, lamp zero. <laughs> 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 they should call her Kendra the lamp slayer. Well, and I'm not sure how to feel about this scene because they've painted Kendra as a very uh, A-type personality, um, pretty anal, and a very strong immovable object type character up until this point. But then she has a couple of these super submissive, like knocked down, like not just a peg, but like 18 pegs kind of moments. And I'm just like, why does this feel weird to me? If I were going to give it an interpretation that would give credit to the character, I would say that the Super A-type personality, gung-ho, my way or the highway is an overcompensation. Okay, I can see that. Because it's really not her way or the highway. It's she's had this way drilled into her head from a young age. Which doesn't at all explain. Because also in the scene, we find out that she's been training to be the Slayer since she was really young. Is there just a pool of potential slayers in Jamaica? Way later in the series, there is there's a pool of potential slayers in the world. Okay. Like there's just there are girls all over the world that are marked as potentials. Okay. Um now what what I took from my understanding of the series as a whole and this scene is that the the tribe or community or whatever a small group of people that Kendra is part of, their whole community is built around the Slayer. So she was one of the chosen ones. She's marked as being a potential. So she, as a little girl, well before she was the Slayer, uh-huh. was taken to the Watcher. Okay, so this th- this is something that's truly canon. It's yes. not just 
a really bad continuity error. I think it is a continuity error that they, that they turn into canon. Okay. They they take it further and can make it into canon. Okay. Um but you later in the series you get the impression that there are there's two jobs of the watcher, the watchers. Yeah. Is the watchers seek out potential vampire slayers to sure. train them while they're potentials. Uh-huh. And then basically they train these girls and then if you're potential gets called then your job changes from training a potential to training the slayer well, that makes so much more sense about giles in general than yeah yeah and why there's not just one damn watcher honestly what i and i don't know if this part's canon but at least in my head the way i read the situation with giles and buffy is that Buffy was never marked as a potential by a watcher. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that there, because of the ridiculously obscene population of humanity, there are millions of potential vampire slayers out there that aren't ever like tagged by watchers and trained. If not tens or hundreds of thousands. Right. Yeah. Uh, fuck ton. Uh, metric fuck ton. Uh, clearly not an imperial fuck ton. So we get a good bit here where there's some banter between Xander and Cordy. They're bantering back and forth because they found the worm guy. Xander is being a smartass and looking at Cordy and... When you say they found the worm guy, you mean they found lore about the worm guy? Yes, they found lore about the worm guy. In a book, yeah. And Xander is defining the word discorporated to Cordy in a very smartass mansplainy way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is the very definition of mansplaining. Definitely. What he was doing. But... You can tell Cordy's banter back to him very under the bar. She's so much better than this. But the look on Giles's face during this is just, oh, I got to deal with these assholes again. <laughs> but the look on Willow's face, and this comes back to her, uh, Allison Hannigan's great facial acting. Mm-hmm. She's looking at the two of them and you can tell she knows. Oh, yeah? She knows. Just in the way their banter has changed. Oh, yeah. She sees it. Because suddenly Cordy's got nothing to throw at Xander. Nothing. Yeah, she's completely <laughs> disarmed. Also, I don't think discorporated is the word that, no, it is. that he used. It might not be the word he's used, but that's the word it should be, discorporated. I think he just said dismantled in his dismantled state. Maybe? Started with a D, definitely. Now I'm going to look up discorporated because you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. No, it, it does mean what I think it means. Okay. I really just wanted to say that though. <laughs> right. So, um, no, 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 no. Nerd cred time. The number one reason why I know this is I played a character in D and D who was a worm that walks, who was this character. Huh? He was an evil necromancer who got, uh, went through this ritual that turned him into a swarm of worms. Okay. And the, one of his abilities was to discorporate. Nice. So I know I'm fucking using the word right. Yeah. Wow. Way to know more than the writers of Buffy the fucking Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So they decide to head out to question Willie some more and Kim just like, you think he might help us? And Buffy's <laughs> like, I think he... 
I think we might make him. And I'm like, wow, they went Ugh. there. You get some cultural insensitivity, and you get some cultural insensitivity. To be fair, Buffy's accent wasn't any worse. Everybody gets some <laughs> cultural insensitivity. Yeah, man. <laughs> God, it's so bad. <laughs> so we're back to the lair. Um, Excuse me, Mr. Marley, what do you have to tell us about Mary Joanna today? <laughs> I make music, man. Or something. I don't know. I, I am Jamaican. Hey. God, that is so awful. I know. Thank you. Fuck you, Hollywood. So. We're back to the lair. Yes. Um, Holy shit, Angel. Talk <laughs> about some social manipulation. This, this is one of those moments I was talking about earlier. Uh, where it's just. It, they used it well. But you can tell that the writers have taken their nice guy Xander aptitude and have put it to a better use. Yes. Because <laughs> Angel's able to rile up Spike really easily. Nearly gets himself spiked. Yeah. <laughs> Ew. See what you did there. But um, No, what I actually wrote here, I was like, clearly the writers have no shortage of testosterone-driven bile. Yeah. <laughs> so, because Angel's like, she likes to be teased. Take care of her, Spike. The way she touched me just now, I can tell when she's not satisfied. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. But it's like, it's no wonder Spike fucking move. flew off the the rails. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant move on Angel's part, though, to because he's trying to get himself killed so that he can't cure Drew. Yes. And nearly pulls it off. And it, it reminds me of a one of those little short, sanctimonious, oversimplified statements that you hear on Facebook all the time. But this one resonated with me slightly. What do you mean, short, sanctimonious statements on Facebook? That doesn't happen. That never happens. <laughs> Except every time. But uh, I saw one that specifically said, Master your emotions, or your enemies will use them against you. Which I thought goes perfectly well with the theme that yes. Buffy and Kendra just established yes, as part of this episode. And I enjoyed seeing one of the good guys use that against one of the bad guys. Yep. Subversion. Thank you, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the Vampire Slayer around. She's a slayer of vampires. She <laughs> slays the vampires. No, they're... The vampirist slayer Stop it. the slayerist. Stop it. Is you are not a musical component. <laughs> oh. That is Ben, and he is not here. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> you made me whimper on microphone. <laughs> so we're back to Willie's. Mate. They're gonna go inter interrogate Willie. Why did he have to be named Willie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It fits though. It does. For he is a sniveling, whiny sort of character, and I guess Willie kind of feels right. Yeah. Willie lets out that there's church. Kendra and Buffy get kind of into a spat about it. Kendra's like, just hit him already. And I'm kind of like, yeah, Buffy, just hit him already. Yeah. Come on. She's like, he'd like that or something. I don't know. Buffy decides to follow Willie to the church. Kendra's like, no, we have to go talk to our watcher first and get orders. Yeah. 
So they part ways. He's like, I'll take you there. And then he does. I and, love. Oh, look, it's a trap. I love that as they walk in, he's like, <laughs> as they're walking in, he says to Buffy, here you go. Don't you ever say that your friend Willie don't come through in a pinch. Walks around the corner, runs into the vampires, and he says, here you go. Don't you ever say that your friend Willie don't come through in a pinch. <laughs> I loved it. It was brilliant. And it was great delivery. It was. Excellent delivery. Despite the character being, like, just garbage, uh, the actor is not. Yeah, a walking <laughs> sneeze, as it were. <laughs> yeah. A walking dog sneeze. Yes. I think oh is God, sp- yes. specifically how they described him. <laughs> Oh, it is fantastic. Um, uh, so then we're we're at the the climax, the ritual. Uh. <laughs> okay, I absolutely fucking loved how they incorporated the ritual into this because <laughs> because Spike's doing the ritual. And it's normal ritualistic bullshit. Drew and Angel are tied up with their hands together. Spike is wearing gloves so he can touch the cross. The cross is a knife. A badass looking knife. I want one of those. Like, I'm not even religious. I want a cross (laughs) in my house. I want one of those. I would wear that thing around my neck. (laughs) Stabs the knife through their hands. All right. Now we just let them come to a simmering boil and remove to a low flame. And it's like, ha, I turned into a cooking analogy. That's funny. Yep. That's just funny. He's pissed because Willie brought Buffy here, which you know what? How dare he? No, like, oh, geez. Like, had Willie not brought Buffy there, shit would have really hit the fan. Yeah. What's, what's he bitching about? He's like, oh, I wanted her dead. You can't kill her. How do you expect Willie to kill her? Right. Come on. He's an informant. Dig this. Dig this. Sorry, you had some wings. Fire beheading. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Sunlight. Hurry up, sweet dreams. Water. Usual. Oh, yeah. I hit him. What? A desk. But everyone shows up. Worst assassins ever. They oh fight. Oh, my God. The red... The, <laughs> especially in this fight scene, the redhead is so not a good fit for this part. Yeah, the fake <laughs> cop lady. Like, she pulls out her gun... Points the tip straight at Buffy's face and then points it up. Why is she the one with a gun? <laughs> so, so fight, fight, fight. Xander's idea to deal with the worm guy is fucking brilliant. The worm guy, what the fuck was he even doing there? He was. Uh, the, right. Why is this guy scary? Yeah, he uh, he's very ineffectual. Like, they've already killed one of the Order of Taraka, and then they've got these two other ones. They all just suck. And I want to mention here that the worm guy's job is to kill Buffy, but Xander walks in and he's like, hey, worm guy, fuck you! Yeah. And the worm specific- guy chases him. Specifically, hey, larva boy. <laughs> yeah, that's right, I'm talking to you, you big cootie. <laughs> that was funny. Yes. I liked that. So... He runs through a door and closes the door where Cordy has spilled glue on the floor. Yeah. And so the worms come out under the door and they just start stomping on him. All I could think was... Retreat, ma- maybe? Like, oh. <laughs> like, not all your worms are under the door by this point, dude. Yeah. 
I mean, like, all I could think was, man, their moms are going to be pissed when they see their shoes. Yeah. Like, I paid $80 <laughs> for these. Well, no, it's the 90s. I paid $50 for these shoes. <laughs> these are top of the line shoes. Oh, but the, the glue makes it so much extra gross. Yeah. I'm just like, isn't that the point of the glue? Like, you don't need to stomp on them. He's in the glue. Yeah. She's not going anywhere. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> Buffy's fighting the redhead. Kendra is fighting Spike. Buffy has a moment where she's like, okay, switch. And they do this cool move where they switch uh, who they're fighting. And Spike is like, I'd rather fight you anyway. Mutual. That was, yeah, that was a fun moment. But I, I thought it was kind of a dumb ending to this fight. Like Spike starts a fire for, as a distraction and then walks out really slowly carrying Drew. Um, and Buffy, like, swings this cairn thing. Takes her time Sweet doing it. ass <laughs> time and throws it like a boa. Matt, like, how much practice does she have? She doesn't need practice. She's the slayer. She hits him in the back of the head and somehow causes him to knock over the entirety of a pipe organ. Yeah. That falls and crushes him as the church burns. Um, boy, didn't the cards just fall their way? Yep. So that was special. Kendra turns around, like, actually decides to help Buffy save Angel. Yes. Again, with the Slayer solidarity, she grows a little. Um, Somebody in Pleasantville turned to color from black and white. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And then then we're the next day at school. Boy, do we... This was a long fucking bit of wrap-up after the climax of the, the show. Like, I expected it to be over three times. It wasn't an inane, boring wrap-up, though. Oh, no. It was a succinct (laughs) wrap-up. First, we get a Willow and Oz, and Uh, it's so cute. It's the most adorable fucking conversation (laughs) about crackers. Oz has his arm in a sling. He's trying to open his box of animal crackers. Willow walks up and says, talking to him, and it's like, how's your arm? And he's like, suddenly, it feels great. Or suddenly, no pain. (laughs) And she's like, oh, can you still play guitar? And he's like, yeah, I can still play guitar. Not well, but not worse. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then he brings up the point of like, holy shit, fucking smooth. Because he's talking about the animal crackers. And he looks at Willow. He's like, you ever notice that the monkey animal cracker is the only one who wears clothes? And he looks at her and goes, it was super smooth. He's like, you know, you have the sweetest smile. And then right back to the crackers conversation. And they they walk off. It's and just... how they didn't get married and have all the babies immediately <laughs> is beyond immediately. me. Like, wait. she He leaves her. What an asshole. That's not okay. That was too perfect. Xander and Cordy are fighting, arguing over shit. They're like, oh, it never happened. We can't let the anyone find out about this. Blah, blah, blah. We hate each other. We hate each other. Oh, look, they're making Make out again. Make out again. Didn't see that coming. At least his shirt was way better. Yeah. So much better. Like, I want one of those. great, though. No, I I liked it, though. It still didn't fit him properly. It had that... It it just had that (laughs) Italian mobster feel to it. A little bit. And say what you want about Italian mobsters. I like the aesthetic. Yeah. (laughs) Buffy says bye to Kendra. Thank God she's fucking leaving. Yeah. I think the next time we find out anything about her, she's dead. So, oh, my God. <laughs> that got dark real quick. So Buffy's telling Kendra how to fly on an airplane, you know, other than getting into the cargo bay and sneaking into another country, I guess. Quote of the day here. She's like, you know, eat your peanuts, watch the movie, 
Well, unless it's about a dog or Chevy Chase. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Also, I love that Chevy Chase was just as unacceptable 20 years ago as he is now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kendra says, hey, maybe you shouldn't look at slaying as a job. It's who you are. Yeah. Good valid fucking point. That was a really good wrap up for the for the entirety of all two episodes. And the very last scene is Drew pulls Spike out of the rubble and Drew's fine. She's like, oh, I'll nurse you back to health. She flips the tables. Now it's she's taking care of Spike. Yep. And that was that was fun. Dun, dun, dun. I, yeah, I didn't get the exact quote, but is that the first time we've seen Drew in full vampire face? Uh, no, no, it's not. But it is the first time we've seen her. You know, not being super crazy. It's not often that we see her like that, though. No. Yeah. Gur. Gur arc. Arg. Definitely. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give, 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 give me more. Nights I shall give, walk give, in give, here. Give, 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 give. Hold on. You've got something here. Uh, what's your quote of the day? You go first. Honestly, it has to be uh, Oz's entire fucking bit about the goddamn animal crackers. Okay. Matter of fact, just the whole scene, that whole last scene with Willow and Oz, because it's too fucking cute, he's way too fucking suave, and holy shit, I wanted to date him. (laughs) It's not too late. No, he's married. Oh, it's too late then. Also, I'm straight and he's straight. It's not too late. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What's your quote of the day? Oh, damn. I like that quote, but it's Xander. So on on principle, I don't really want to give him that. Damn it. That one's Xander too. Okay. No, I want to, I also want to give mine to Oz is when he's talking to Willow up. She's like, don't you have any aspirations? He's (laughs) like, oh yeah. E flat diminished ninth. The E flat is doable, but it's that diminished ninth. You know, it's a man's chord. You could lose a finger. (laughs) I just think that's really funny. I mean, it's something you don't really particularly understand without knowing at least a little bit about music. But I mean, that's actually a, that's a good aspiration to have. Um, is being is, he, is he just wants really to be difficult? better at playing the guitar? Is 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 that transition of notes difficult? There's some fucking shit you have to do with the fretboard. That's just like you think you have trouble handwriting with tendonitis. The way that you have to stretch and contort finger contortion your fingers for some of that shit. I yeah. don't know how people do it. So that's actually. A pretty legitimate thing to want for I can accept that for reasons. So yeah, just real quick, how'd you feel about the episode? I don't fucking know. It, it could have been so much better without Kendra. I think they could have just simply made better choices with Kendra's character. Other than that, I thought it was pretty fucking good. Because I feel like the theme of the whole thing was. Being able to not look at what you are as an obligation so much as take pride in it or something. Yeah. There were so many little things going on, though. It didn't necessarily take a back seat. It just didn't really... There's no they didn't obvious... set that 
up well enough in the first episode of this. There's no obvious overtone of the entire two-episode thing. It just, it didn't feel like it really warranted being a two-part episode. No. No, it really didn't. The only thing that made it a two-part episode was Kendra's involvement. Yeah. And the Taraka. The main antagonists were obviously Spike and Drew. Yeah. Not necessarily the Order of Taraka. They were just... An inconvenience. They could have been completely fucking removed from the entire fucking episode, and it, I don't think it would have affected the story. Yeah, they were they were dead space. They were time filler, is what it felt like yeah. to me. And so we got we really just got a peppering of little character developments, like between Oz and Willow right. and Xander and Cordelia. Okay, so here's my stance. I didn't like the two parter episode. However, I did like most of everything it did for the main plot of the season. Yes. Other than that, the episode, I think, was on a whole kind of garbage. I agree with that. So with that, if you could all uh, subscribe, like, share as much as you can, anything Beer with Buffy related, that'd be great. Check us out, as always, on BeerWithBuffy.com. You can contact us at BeerWithBuffy at gmail.com anytime you like with questions, concerns, comments. And as always, thank you to Ben Alexander for our amazing transition and opening and closing music. Yes. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good night. Worms make a sound when you stab them. done why are we watching this <laughs>